So I reference this chapter in my life as the cutoff season. Without malice, I just don't return the same energy, um, not like before. I just smoothly and permanently remove myself to some detachment and hatred tend to play in the same sandbox as if one cannot let go of someone or something without despise. A fallacy like such is pure chaos. For me, detachment has nothing to do with the unforgiving or hate. It is heavily defined and implemented to protecting my sanity, my peace. So if I cut you off, be clear that you handed me the machete because, well, you know, scissors take too long and uh, time is of the essence. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Latera Sarwiki, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. I'm your host, Latera Sarwiki. Let me tell you something. Are you still shacking up with us? If you are, I rebuke you. I need you to go ahead and hit that subscription button and subscribe. Man, I am so excited. We're almost at 50K subscribers, and I, this wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for you guys engaging the content, sharing it with your friends and family members. I take it as a great honor that you are finding value in this content. I try to read every inbox message I get on Instagram, uh, read every comment that's left on YouTube, and I don't take it for granted. I thank you so much for the value that you've been finding and the growth that we're all going on on this journey. Well, today there is no exception from growth. I brought a good friend on the podcast today because like we've just been literally, we've been Facebook friends for years. Yeah. And this is the first time that we're actually meeting uh, face to face, but uh, she's such a dope individual. And the reason why I chose her to be on this podcast today is because of a Facebook post that she uh, made the other day. And I said, yeah, this is a season to hear from her because we've been in some talks about a transition that she's going through. And I take it as a great honor that she's willing to come and share uh, a tidbit of what she's been facing. And because um, a lot of us, or a lot of you may be going through that same thing and hope this is encouragement for you. So without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My homie, all the way from Facebook to my studio, my homie, Carolyn Williams. How you doing? I'm doing so great. I'm really happy to be here. So you want, you want me to call you Williams? You want me to call you by that name? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So I'll call yes. you by your maiden name. Yes. Okay. I appreciate that. Okay. Well, Carolyn Hello, Williams. Hello, everyone. Well, listen, Carolyn, um, I felt like there was no better title than to title this episode, Let Go. Yeah. Let Go. For sure. Why do you think I called it Let Go? Oh, man, because it's, it's 2021. It's a rebirth. You know, we letting all, everything toxic got to go. You left a Facebook message uh, or made a Facebook post the other day. Would you mind reading that yes, Facebook post? I want sure. you to read that because I want people to hear Absolutely. what... Uh, made me decide to invite you as a guest today. Okay, for sure. Okay, so when people ask me what I've been doing lately, I tell them detaching. I say that in short because it really has been that simple. Uh, I spent many years trying to explain my side of the story. Uh, I was the novel texter, the letter writer, the cuss you out in voicemails, voice notes, emails, etc., if there was a way for me to get to you, I certainly would. But not realizing that my truth really didn't fit their narrative. So they really didn't care. Over-explaining was pointless. The complications of hearing irrefutable facts is too much of a headache. It's easier to decimate honesty, for which honesty comes with 
accountability. Um, and, um, and only people with integrity will really understand this principle. So I reference this chapter in my life as the cutoff season. Without malice, I just don't return the same energy, um, not like before. I just smoothly and permanently remove myself to some detachment and hatred tend to play in the same sandbox as if one cannot let go of someone or something without despise. A fallacy like such is pure chaos. For me, detachment has nothing to do with the unforgiving or hate. It is heavily defined and implemented to protecting my sanity, my peace. So if I cut you off, be clear that you handed me the machete because, well, you know, scissors take too long and uh, time is of the essence. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wow, and, uh, wow. Thank you so much for reading welcome. that. So much, so many jewels in that post. Yeah. What led to that? Uh, just, you know, the last four years of my life has been a transformation in so many ways. Um, I want to, you know, first, you know, say I'm a mom of three. You know, 10, mm -hmm. 2, and 1, my kids are, they keep me going. But yeah. um, uh, my marriage uh, was uh, definitely a transformation point. And um, I think a lot of women, and not just women, but men too, I think people in marriages uh, get lost. Mm -hmm. You know, I definitely lost myself in so many ways. Um, not just that, but... Um, my second, when my second born, so uh, when I had, when I gave birth to my second born, um, I had uh, blood clots that could have been fatal. Uh, I almost didn't make it. So, you know, thank God that I am here. And God, I mean, that was a really, really tough time. And that was in the, was that in the first year of your marriage? Yes. Well, 2018. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so you got, got married in 2018. Um, 20, yeah, 2018. And, um, you know, everything's fine in the honeymoon phase, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're inseparable, uh, you know, you're inseparable. You think that, you know, this is going to last. Like no one, I don't think any person gets married to get a divorce. So specifically right? you're in the season right now where you're going through a divorce. I'm going currently, yes, going through a divorce, um, uh, and, I mean, it's ugly. Let's just, you know, I'm being honest about the, there's an ugly truth to it, but then there's beauty in it because we have, we made two beautiful kids together. Um, so no malice, no malice in that era, um, in that area. But um, after my second born son, I suffered Postpartum depression, really, really bad. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, I think that that was more, I think that, that was the lowest point, like, in my entire life, right? So, like I said, the honeymoon stage is always great, right? right? But right. then when adversity hits, real adversity. Yes. You learn everything about a person. And uh, I realized at that moment, like, I really didn't have a partner, and that broke my heart, right? So from there, I mean, God, everything crumbled pretty much. Um, and then when you broke with a person, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you learn everything about that too. So, you know, then COVID and then uh, not just, but prior to COVID, my daughter, uh, I got pregnant with my daughter and um, I was misdiagnosed with Bell's palsy. Mm. And then later on found out after she was born that I, I had some, uh, some tests done that showed that I actually had a stroke when I was eight months pregnant with her. And that was really, really hard because I realized, like, God is really trying to show me something. And yeah. I was not listening, you know. And What was he trying to show you? You know, that I, that I, was, that I had really lost myself. And because I was, I mean, I can, I consider myself to be a spiritual person, yeah. right? And I had stopped praying, like, and then I also realized that when you start off anything without God, it's going to end like that. Was that something right. that you looked for? Did you want a quote unquote man of God or did you just want somebody that was spiritual? What was mm-hmm. on your list of your desire before you accepted the proposal of your husband? Um, a spiritual leader, right? And that's not what I married. Did I you think. see that before? Did you, you know see what? a spiritual leader be while in the dating phase? I saw the potential. Okay. So you married potential. Right? I married the potential. And I think that that is where a lot of people um, go wrong. Right. Right. Um, You see this beautiful person, but you're not really seeing them. You're seeing their representative. Right. They show you. And um, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of ignoring the red flags uh, because you want to be in love. Right. You want the marriage, you want the family, you, 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 uh, what am I trying to say? You try to follow your heart, which I feel like I did follow my heart. You did. But, uh, you, you, you followed know. it. I, I remember the Facebook <laughs> post that you made about it. Yeah. You made a Facebook post. And do you remember what you wrote in that Facebook post? Ah, uh, I just, you know, I amped him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, man, he, I, I think I overhyped him. I'm not going to overhype my, my next one, whenever name, that is. Name, 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 name some of the stuff that you said about it, that oh, you said in the po- you post. Know. I said, you know, he he he's my king. I think I said he was my king. Yeah. Right. Uh, God. Um. Geez. My 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 everything. He was, and and I did feel that way. And, and he I should really be. Did. When you decide really to marry somebody, they should yeah. be that. And I remember reading that, and I was happy for you. Of course, I still yeah. didn't know who he was. I was just like, where'd this guy just pop up? <laughs> right. Who is this guy? Like he's a member of Elder Barge or something. <laughs> The barges or something. That's what you said. Too. Yeah, I said. Yeah, I said, that's what you said. I said he looked like he wanted the members from the DeBarge family. Yeah. And uh, um, so I was like, okay, this is this is interesting. Beautiful guy. And and, and I said, hmm. Of course, I can't co-sign on them. And yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay, she happy, she happy. But I knew yeah. that you were the type of woman that operated in discretion. So I admired right. that. So. Yeah. When you chose him or accepted his proposal, I had to say, oh, she's choosing what's best for her. And then when you um, reached out to me to document your pregnancy and you was like, hey, can you shoot? Can you shoot my childbirth? And I was like. Carolyn, I don't know how I feel about videotaping your vagina. I don't know how that oh, feels. Well, look, like, it was C-section, so, yeah. you know. Oh, I was nervous. I was like, oh, I said, how this, uh, first of all, I don't know if I could see that without passing out oh, to see that man. process. You might. You I know. Yeah. I was like, God, can I see this? But yeah. what did you say? What was the reason why you wanted me to shoot that? Um, You know why? Because uh, when I had my first son, my firstborn, Christian, um, 
there, I don't think we even had, I don't think I really have any uh, pictures or anything. Um, it wasn't allowed in the operating room. So this one was really special, not to say that all my births weren't, they right. were all very special. But I was like, well, you know, I kind of missed out on that opportunity. And, you know, you a beast with the camera. Thank and, you. And, Appreciate you. You know, everything you do is just so, so great. Um and uh, you know, kind of glad that we didn't, cause it did. It wouldn't have turned out the way I wanted it. Why you say that? Um, cause like I said, you know, I almost didn't make it. You know, um, in recovery, um, my family, she, that, cause the nurse wasn't even really paying that close of attention, but my family was there, and she's like a mom to me, Gigi, and um, she really, she noticed that something was wrong. And I'm just thankful that the blood clots didn't go to my lung. Mm. And then, you know, because that's where it was headed. So, yeah, you know, um, she pretty much saved my life, really. If she wasn't there, I, I, we wouldn't be doing this. So, And that yeah. would have been powerful yeah. to document to just show how powerful God is, the miraculous yeah, you know hand what? of God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because that's you right. could look back on that and people like, oh, yeah, well, I hear yeah. stuff like that, that women, you know, they suffer some traumatic stuff yeah. during childbirth. But it wouldn't just be some story that you're sharing. Yeah. They'd be like, no, look. And they go, wow. Yeah, it was very real. Um, I was scared. Um, I've never feared for my life like that. But I tried to be calm and cool and collected because when you get overhyped and I, ha I suffer from anxiety really, really bad. Um, but I'm like, I still, because I was sitting on the table, I was lying on the on the table and I'm like looking back and I'm looking at my son like, you know, like I have to live for him. I got to get through this. Um, but the recovery was 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 detrimental. It was it was it was horrible. It was interesting because what you re what you said was, and I took it as a great honor. You said I would like for you to document this, and I trust you to be in this intimate space with me yeah. uh, because I just trust you. You're not somebody that's been trying to slide in my DMs and trying no. to holler. You know, what I'm you saying? know, because I get so many, and I'm just like, oh, here we go. What's your motive? You know, you just you never know a person's motive, and you've always been very respectful to me, and our conversations have always been deep. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I definitely trusted you. Well, one thing is. Is that and what and I told you this before we started recording what made me take extreme uh, care of your heart was because you made a post before about what how men of God have been pastors and all that type of stuff and I know you're a beautiful woman so you yeah. get guys trying to holler at you guys that be pastors and you'd be like you married and you trying to holler at me so it, it distorts yeah. your Absolutely. view of what what a man of God is yeah. so I said no matter how fine you may be <laughs> I, I better operate with a high a, a yeah. high level of integrity because I don't want to be another person that right. showed you the bad representation of Christ yeah and I and, appreciate that and so um you made a Facebook post where you were just talking about uh, <laughs> pastors <laughs> and he was like they having these entourages they about buddy they about this yeah. these men of God this 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 and I read it and then you had people that was on your side and you had people like well how can you judge men and this, these are pastors you did the Bible says touch not my, my anointing do my prophet no harm so he was scripturing you down yeah. with stuff and all I did and that had to be in probably 2016 yeah, or 15 or something it was yeah. a long time it ago was. and I yeah. remember reading that and I just prayed and I said God 
I lift up my sister. You never knew this. And I read that post. I said, God, I lift up my sister. I said, the fact that she has the boldness to share this on an Mm -hmm. open platform like this, not caring about the the pushback that she may receive. But if you get this person's heart and you change them to get on fire for you, then you have somebody in the kingdom that will be a loud mouth. That will be a beacon of light for you, for your glory. That's what I said. Six yeah. years ago. Oh, man. Listen, I I still, you know, kind of feel that way, even though, you know, people, I mean, we all flaw. Let's yeah. just be real. Yeah. But when I go to church, um, I want to feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, right? And I want to actually feel the word and, and, and hear the lecture. And I don't really want you, like, winking at me, you know? People winking like, at you at church. Uh, <laughs> It just makes me feel uncomfortable. It's like, mm, are you really preaching or are we? What's the worst thing to... a pastor has ever said to you inappropriately? Oh, look, I believe this was like in 20. Oh, God, this was in probably 22. No, yeah, no, 2008, maybe. I don't know. I went to uh, uh, church. church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I actually went up to the pulpit to pray and this particular pastor hugged me and was just like, wow, you are so beautiful. And I was like, but I'm broken, pastor. Like, I'm trying to. I'm at the altar right now. Look. And then he did like this little squeeze like on my, on my. Uh, Your waist. On my waist, well, slash thigh. Yeah. And I was done after that. I was like, I'm ready to go home. You just left. You turned I around. I just left. I was like. Okay, you know. So you was down there, tears streaming down your tears, face. Tears, man. Like, cause look, I I had my mom pass in in '04. Sorry to hear right? that. Right, and thank you. And so I went through years of grief, but not like um, I was angry. Right, I was so angry. Who's angry at God? Yeah, and then just the unanswered questions that I had, like just me and my mom's uh, relationship, because it was just a lot. But um. Yeah, I was angry at God. I was angry at everybody, right? So um, I went with someone that I was um, a good friend with, and I just felt so broken. And I was like, he said, you know, he his lecture was great. Great lecture. She said lecture. She didn't say sermon. She his said lecture. lecture, right? Because, you know, <laughs> if, you real, if you're real, it's like you can feel that, yeah. right, that sermon. So that's why I call it that. <laughs> lecture. <laughs> His lecture, lecture was great. Was great. Um, but, um, you know, so long story short, I'm up there with just tears running down my face, you know, I had on my makeup, makeup all on my shirt. I mm-hmm. just, I look like, you know, yeah. it's an ugly cry. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thought I'm thinking that we're connecting and, I'm like, did he just really squeeze my thigh? Squeeze my thigh? Yeah, I had to go after that, but it didn't. But you just in that moment that you automatically turned, you stayed there for a little bit. No, 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 I left. (laughs) No, I left, and I almost said something. (laughs) I almost did, but you know, I was like, you know, we still in the house of the Lord, right? Let me not act a fool in here. But I wiped my tears and I just I just turned around and left. And my friend was like, "You okay?" I was like, "Mm-mm, let's go," you know. But I don't hold like listen. I don't really hold every past like and yeah. every pastor is not like that. It's just it's some that are you really preaching for you know to help others and to guide us you know because I mean 
the church is is like a hospital. That's what I always say. The church is a hospital. You know, and we were spiritually broken, and um, nobody's walking around here perfect. I mean, no. we all need help. You know, so at that time, like I said, I'm sorry. Um, I was going through counseling because um, I needed that, and I think everybody actually needs counseling. Really. Oh yeah, yeah. shoot, now, I've been through counseling. Yeah, I, I stay in sure. counseling. This is my counseling. This is my yeah, therapy right here. This is therapy. And I go through. I mean, I'm. I don't know everything, so I yeah. try to figure it out. I'm in the. Yeah. I'm on a, a journey to become better as a man, to be better yeah. as a father. Uh, to be better in the future as a husband because I wasn't a great husband in the past. And so uh, I had some positives about me as a husband, but as I've been open and transparent about that, I cheated on my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. I and, and and that's the healing process is, yeah. the, is the not point fingers and say, well, you the one, if you did this, I would have did this. No, it's because right. Latarius, you had a lack of integrity. That's why you chose to cheat. Yeah. And so um, that's why I always want to be real honest and transparent and give, uh, the audience an yeah. inside look into a heart into the heart of a man and let them know that hey we're all trying to hopefully try to do better right because I don't say we're all trying to do better some people are just happy and they yeah. and make decisions be like I don't care this is who I am no a, right. a flawed human being isn't who I am yes. God is trying to cultivate me to become better to be more like his image yeah and so that's that's what this and whole that's podcast important, is about. Though. That's, that's important that you um, are self-aware of that and, and living that because people can say that, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, I love you and, you know, and, oh, I want to be married and all of that. But when you get married, it's really like a death of self, right? It better be. Yeah. If you do it right. Yeah, for real, right? <laughs> but when, you, when you're thinking that to yourself and then the other person is all for self. Yep. Then. You're in trouble. We're in trouble, <laughs> right? Because. I mean, I literally, I just, like I said, like, I, I went through that. And I, the most terrifying thing to me um, through through uh, just realizing that this person wasn't, didn't have my back was, like I said, and I want to touch base on this because it's not really talked about that much. Um, but postpartum depression is a very real thing. I've heard about that. Right? And... Um, not just for women though, but men go through it too. Because I, I no shade, but I don't think that my soon to be ex husband really understood, you know, um, the 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 grave uh, traumatic effect that it has on women. Like it's literally a roller coaster of emotions, and you're not yourself. And I. Didn't feel like myself at all. Paint a picture. Paint a picture. I want, I want you to give people a clear uh, yeah. uh, view on what that looked like. So tell me, like, yeah. what would you do? So, like, right now, if you were at home and you were in that state, mm-hmm. what are some things I would hear you say? Oh, it was so bad to the point where I was actually suicidal. Yeah, like, I cried in the shower every single day for months. For months. Because... I just didn't know how to pick myself back up, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to give a shout-out to my sister um, because she talked to me every day. And my sister doesn't have kids, but she's um, an empath. I mean, she's really empathetic. And I, w- I remember sitting outside in my truck, and I would just be bawling. And I didn't feel— Were you working during this time? I was not working during this time because it was—you um, know, I was still recovering— from having the stroke, my, 
um, no, actually my second born son. So with my daughter, I think I was, I, I definitely was postpartum, but not as bad as with my, my second born son, because I had never wanted to die before. And I didn't think of ways to like do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just remember waking up like, Oh my God, I do not want to be here. Was you sharing that with your husband? Yeah. yeah. What would he say? Oh, uh, he not supportive. I mean, what would he say? Non-supportive. Uh, he just, he pretty much was just like, um, you know, I. he didn't really know what to say. He didn't really say anything. Really. He didn't say, baby, listen, I value you. I, I, please you don't know? ever do anything. Uh, no. Our kids need you. I need you. I love you. No. I don't know what that. I would do I without he said, you. He said that after the fact. Like, my my best friend, Iris, her mom, they're my family. I mean, they came to see me and everything. They talked to him. you know, And it just still didn't resonate. Of what to say. I don't think he really knew what to do. That doesn't excuse you well, not being a. You yeah. Know, did, 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 did he think that did he just not take it seriously? Oh, he didn't. But most people don't, though. Most Shoot, if you hear somebody people, saying they gonna, they want to kill yeah, themselves, I take you, it seriously. You would be surprised. I've had two friends actually commit suicide um, being postpartum. Really? Yeah. 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 Two friends of mine. Um, and. Um, one, I, one that um, she did this, I, I I wasn't a mom at this time, so I was ignorant mm-hmm. to the fact. I was like, well, how could you, you know, just. You just got, you brought this baby yeah, world. Why like, would you want to kill I didn't understand. So that's why I say, like, you know, you, when you're, when you don't know much about it, you just, you really don't know what to say, right? So I didn't really remember saying anything to her. And then, uh, well, prior to, um, you know, the tragedy. And then my um, my other friend, I was, I think my son was my firstborn son was four or five, and then she did, and that just completely broke my heart. And um, until I went through it myself, like I said, oh, I'm so blessed to not be in that state of mind anymore. Because like, praise God, my kids are my life. There's nothing I won't do for them, you know. So. I had to get out of that mind frame, and I actually checked myself into a hospital. Good, good, yeah, yeah good. I did, and um, you know, they even at the hospital though. I mean, they they want to put you on like heavy medication, sedate you, and um, it was just hard. It was hard. I don't think we ever really got through that, and then um, I lost a lot of respect for him and uh I was never the same I mean I think that I tried and tried you know because you really wanted my marriage to work but at the same time it's like you have to take care of self right and being that down um I was like well I I have to live for my kids and this is just not this doesn't serve me anymore and from that point on everything else just was like um kind of like a uh, uh a ripple effect right so my daughter the stroke and then after my daughter was born my father actually passed away mm. um a month after and that a month my after your your daughter was in born february yeah february of 20 no 2019 2020 2020 last year yeah 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 so I don't think I had the time to really process 
everything that was happening, right? Um, so, you know, in the last few months, I have, I've been grieving him. Uh, Father's Day was kind of hard. Yeah. I thought about him a lot and I uh, prayed and, uh, yeah, so. Um, so here you are, this queen <laughs> that has no mother, that has no right. father now. Yeah. Going through a, a huge transition of losing your husband, mm-hmm. and yeah. you expected to just keep going, keep fighting. I have to, you know, because what one thing that um, I've always done is I've always tried to tell my side of the story, and the reason behind that is, you know, I was a pretty troubled teen, just to. The environment I grew up in. Was, you was a little thug growing up. I was a little thug. What you, know? you doing? You were fighting people and stuff? <laughs> I was always oh, fighting thug. in school. Oh, pretty fighting people. Always. Um, and, uh, you know, just growing up in just not a not so good neighborhood and all these things, um, people don't hear you, right? They don't ask, you know, what's wrong? What's You know, so you have to be loud <laughs> to be heard. And I think that's been my my thing. Even in my marriage, I was like that. Like, you have to be like, loud. You don't hear me. <laughs> yeah. Right? You don't hear me because, you know. <laughs> and um, that didn't come across well. <laughs> it didn't. But over time, and like I said, in the last, you know, especially this year, I've been praying more because I realized I don't pray no more. Mm. You know, I didn't, I, I just, I'm like, I lost, like when I say I lost myself, I lost my train of uh, meditation, uh, talking to God. Even if you're not getting on your knees and praying, yeah. like, because I'm him. not one of those. No, I just, you know, just I, talk, I, I talk and I sing and I cry and all these things. And I didn't really you said, do you be that. Singing, you be oh, singing to the Lord. I can't sing, though. But that but don't I matter if you can sing. Him. You making a joyful noise. <laughs> yeah. Look at you trying to sing to the Lord. Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I love gospel music, though. Good. I do, yeah. Um, so I just really realized like you need to get back to praying, you need to get back to you need some type of answer. So I started asking God just for answers, like, is this marriage for me? Mm. Right? How can I get back to the Carolyn that I used to be and grow from being this broken teen, this broken young woman, make better, wiser decisions for my kids. Yes. Not just for me, but, you know, these kid, the kids are the most important. I don't think people realize that it's like you arguing back and forth and then you want to stay in a marriage because you want that title, right? You Mm -hmm. don't want to be divorced. You you got married and got divorced. You got these kids, you leave these kids without their father growing up in the household, all that. And I have people tell me that. Really, actually, because um, me and my me and my uh, my firstborn son, we didn't work out. We get along and everything. Now he's a great father to you know Christian. But um, I was so broken by that too. That was you married to him? No. Okay. No, no, we didn't get married. But um, I didn't want to do that again, especially with two additional kids. But to what detriment, mm-hmm. right? Do I lose myself? Do I have another stroke? Do I? No, I'm not going to stay in something mm. and, you know, and I'm miserable, right? It's amazing how much so, our bodies tell us yeah. what, what, that something ain't right. Yeah. Our bodies will tell us that what you in right now, yeah. 
you stressed out. Yeah. Your body is malfunctioning. And when you remove that stressor from your life, you start getting, your, your body starts getting healthier. You can yeah. start seeing the representing people's skin types. You start seeing it. It's like, and you're yeah. like, what is wrong with me? It's because internally your spirit is grieving. It, your it spirit really is being vexed. Yeah. And so that's the reason why I'm not the type to be judgmental with people that got a divorce. Um, Shoot, including myself. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. for real, because you can't. Yeah. Who am I to sit there and tell you? Yeah, I can't believe you getting a divorce. Now, I don't know nothing that's going on in your marriage. I don't can't believe. Yeah, you you could be in an abusive relationship. Yeah, but that's yeah. stupid. That's what I mean by people need to get their mouth off of people's mm-hmm. relationships. You don't know what you may be an incur- You may be encouraging this person to stay in the worst yes. environment of their life. Yeah, and making them feel guilty because they've talked to God. God said, "I'm releasing you. You're free." Walk away from this. Yes. You are being destroyed. And then here I come telling you, I can't believe you yeah. doing something. you like, yeah. you don't realize how long it took me to get here. Oh, I've been man. going through this for three years, <laughs> four years, five years, ten years. I'm yeah. finally at the point where I want to be released. And now you're telling me to go back to yeah. Egypt? You're yeah. telling me to go back? I'm trying to get to the promised land. you yeah. telling me to go back under Pharaoh's rule? Right. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And you're being destroyed. The kids yeah. are miserable because they see mommy and daddy fighting all the time. Absolutely. They feel yeah. the spirit over that household. The kid be like, I don't ever want to get married if marriage looks like this. Yeah, and my, and, and my babies are babies, right? Yes. So, you know, seeing me sad all the time and we, you know, arguing, we yelling, we fighting and all this other stuff. And it's just like... They are soaking all that up. Yes. And I, you know, I'm like, I cannot take them through that. You yes. know, even though, you know, like I said, you want the title, right? You want the marriage to work. You want love. You want to raise your family. I mean, you want the whole fairy tale story, but it's not really a fairy tale story when you are the only one fighting. What was the hardest part about letting go? What would my kid, I I thought about my kids one, because um, I'm a product of loss, right? Like, like I said, my mom, I've lost other family members too, friends. I mean, you know, I'm a big girl, right? I can, I can take heartache. I can move on, but my kids, what are they going to do? Like, what are they going to think? What is this situation? How are they going to react in the future? Not just as babies, but so I'm thinking about the whole situation. Like I'm not thinking just one dimensional right now or, you know, in the, in the, in the moment, I'm like, how is this going to affect them long-term? And what I came to the conclusion was, is that if I'm unhappy, Mm. then they're going to be unhappy and they're going to be miserable. And yeah, you can sit there and you can pretend like, Oh yeah, we're going to stay. We're going to raise the kids, you know? Um, Cause he, you know, he kind of said that indirectly. Like he was, he told me one time he was like, Oh, well, you know, you can just kind of go to work and then I'll be here. And I'm like, I really don't want you here. <laughs> um, and so I just know like, I'm not wired that way to pretend. And be fake. I can't fake love you. I can't fake care of you. I'm black or white. Either I love you, I either I like you, or please I don't. get away yeah. from me. Yeah. Please. So that's the season that I'm in. I'm just like, it doesn't matter. Husband, no husband. Family, no fam. Friends, look, 
if we're not growing together and if you're not coming to me telling me the real, even even when I'm messing up, because, you know, I mess up and I'm not, you know, blaming, you know, I have my toxic ways too. Like I said, you know, I'd cuss you out real quick and or send you an email like, you don't hear what I'm saying, you know, and it'd be like five, six pages long. Like, oh, she's crazy. Oh, my gosh, she's crazy. Yeah, so – I that's, know. That, that's what I loved about the post you made yeah. of how transparent you were, where you were like, listen, I'm no longer going to be that, <laughs> that texture that be sending these long yeah. messages that most men are not going to read anyway. They're not. But you're trying to get it <laughs> out. You want to be heard. Yes. Yeah. Everybody wants to be heard. Everybody. Everybody wants yeah. to be heard. Definitely. And so that's what I read in that, in that post. And what was so powerful is that you were saying, I just... I no longer I'm no longer concerned about that anymore because some people like to operate in toxicity and that's what's great for them. They love the drama. They love the argument. They love the the to fake love you over here, bait you in, get the forgiveness and then do you again. Yeah, they they survive and thrive off of it. They love it instead of saying, you know what? I'm no longer giving energy to that. I mean, it's so much energy. You give so much energy to it. I gave so much energy. The crying, the screaming, the just everything. The Even begging. Like, yes. I, I, I found myself in a place where I was, like, literally begging this man to love me. And I'm like, okay, that has nothing to do with him. That had all had, That had all to do with me and what I felt like. I'm seeking validation in someone that's not even valid. One of the most powerful songs that I heard that sent me, that sent tears streaming down my face when I was in this toxic uh, situationship was the song, I Can't Make You Love Me. Yeah. Man, when I tell you Tank oh, did a remix of that song. I got to listen to that. He said, I can't, you, I can't make you love yeah. me when you, when you don't. You yeah. can't make your heart feel something it won't. Uh, and it's like, yeah. it's, it's. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, because it you're is. trying to com- you're trying to force somebody. Yeah. Well, why don't you just do? Yeah. Why can't you just? Yeah. And they just don't. Because I'm this. You thinking like I'm this? If I'm I, that, do this, I do this, I can get I this. That. If yeah. I change this, they'll they'll make them love me. If I if, if I show them this, yeah, doesn't no, matter. No, it does not. You got to literally switch yeah. characters. Absolutely. You got to find somebody that sees you. That's why I yeah. talk about this a lot on my podcast. Is that God give me the sight to see. Right. Because when you're trying to love somebody or they're trying to love you, if you can't see, yeah, you're never going. They oh. can be the most perfect. They can be yeah. God ordained in your life, but you just don't see blind it. Leading blind. blind leading the blind. Blind leading the blind. So, man, you know. it's, it's it's crazy. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, I mm-hmm. definitely understand the place that you were in where you're yeah. begging somebody to begging. love you, and it and just don't work. I was hurting myself. Really, you know, I broke my own heart by continuing. Yeah. And um, I think, like I said, I think when when I started praying and God started revealing things in me, oh, and it was revealed, man. Let, let me tell you, I can't really touch base on it, <laughs> but uh, it's it was bad. It was, was like, oh, you about was doing you? this and that and, you know. Yeah. And it's like, I think it was a light switch that just cut off one day. Where God began to be a, a mirror reflecting uh, who you are. I mean, and the, and the circumstance in which I was in wasn't ideal for me to just be like, you got to go. But I didn't do any mathematics in my head. It was a simple one plus one equals two. <laughs> I, there was no multiplication in there because I was just so done. Yeah. I was so done. I just, you know, we, some, something happened to the, I found out a, a major betrayal. That Trust me, did. you told me. Yeah. And yeah, we was going to keep that 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't touch base. Yeah. But um, I just remember that day. I remember how I felt, and like I said, I felt like it was just a light switch, and I was like, yeah, I can do better by myself. Um, and my kids, they have love. I love them. Yeah. There's nothing I won't do for them. Um, and I just wanted my peace. I was so starved. You know, I was starving. I was famished. I I had like, I was like 130 pounds. I'm 143 now, 144. And, but I looked very skeletal. Like, I mean, I wasn't eating. I wasn't doing anything that, you know, was healthy. And I was, I was killing myself just trying to um, make this person see me that didn't want to see me anymore. And, you know, I just stopped blaming him. I'm like, you know what, whatever it is that you're doing, that's on you. Like, you're going to have to, you know, see that. But I know for me, I'm going to die. If if I I stay in this situation. Yeah. And like I said, you know, my kids need me. I don't remember what made me reach out to you that day, but we talked sometime last year. What what was it? That? Was, you know what? You always pop up at the greatest <laughs> times when I need somebody to talk to, and you were you were really one of the first people to know about that. Yes, and I don't know. I think I don't think I put anything. It on was nothing Facebook. on Facebook. It was yeah. it was just because God. I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you. God use me to just randomly say yeah, something somebody or randomly, and I'll walk up to total strangers and say <laughs> stuff about them that no one knows. But yeah. that was one of those situations because while you're talking, I'm like. Like, what made me reach out to her that day? You did. And we talked for a long time, and you just yeah. began to just say, nobody knows I'm going through this. Yeah, and I felt great, too, because that was, like, the first time. Because, you know, I kept a lot of my uh, pain from my family. So, like, my, my, my family really didn't know. And even my friends, even my best friends, which I have, like, Man, my friends are in my. It's, they, got, they got your back. They solid. Yeah. Uh, Goon Squad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out. Shout to out them. to the good friends. Yes, all six of them. That <laughs> <laughs> so. will pull up on you. That's right. why she didn't want to tell to tell them because yeah. they might pull up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you did, and I I just remember talking to you, and I was like, wow, I had so much on my chest, and thank you for that. You had Jesus. a lot. That's God. But you, you listen, welcome. You know, man, don't really. Men don't listen. Great listener. So yeah, I'm yeah. Because I could feel and, and in the the first couple of minutes of talking to you, I could feel that heaviness. It was. And when you're heavy like that, it can go either way. Yeah. It can go where you do something that you really regret where you snap yeah. like it's a TV show called Snapped. Oh yeah. That's why I had to leave. I'm like, look. The way my personality set up and <laughs> the way, yeah, where I wait, come wait, where from. Where I come from, that yeah. hood that's still inside me. You can take the girl out the hood, but the hood not out the girl. It's there. It's there. It's, there. it's just suppressed. <laughs> that's all. It's just suppressed. I'm like, something catastrophic going to happen. Let me. Yeah, let me chill. Yeah, let me but chill. But that's what happens. And I just wanted to show you a God moment. That God yeah. was so intentional about pursuing your heart yeah. that he will bring 
somebody that you least expect to just pop up and randomly be able to just let you know that God sees you and God hears you and God knows what you're going through. And, um, and so I'm glad to even know that, I guess it's almost a year later, you know, almost a year later, later. yeah, Yeah. a year later that you, yeah, I would be like, okay, check on him. Hey, how things going? Hey, how you, how you going? Everything you got going on too. (laughs) I felt so blessed. I was like, little old me, he's checking up on me. Oh my God. Because you're not little by God. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, because I told you about six years ago when I prayed that prayer yeah. that I said, God is going to use you powerfully in the kingdom. Yes. I knew it. I saw <laughs> it because of just how vocal you were yeah. at talking about the things you did not like about the kingdom. Yeah. And so I like, okay, that's good. Yeah, that's I good. like a lot of things about the kingdom. Yeah. I love a lot of yeah. things because <laughs> it has saved me from, I mean, I don't feel anger towards him I really don't Good. I mean um I don't have any malice I don't there's no ill will I just am more concerned about my own health my peace and my children that's it like there I it want is. them in the best possible situation um safety wise you know environmentally everything that's my only focus you know <sighs> yeah letting go <laughs> letting go you gotta let go it weighs you down you know, uh, not and also too, not, me not telling my family was a big thing because I kept all of that inside. And, yeah, and that had a lot to do with my my depression as well by me not wanting to be criticized and oh, you know, well, you ain't even been married five years and you know how are y'all going through this and why do you feel this way and it's just like. You can't put a time frame on um, obstacles. So can't. You know, and when we went through them, I just felt like, you know what, I want to, like, put on this facade. I don't think I actually vocalized that. No, but you just know it. And and, and it's a thing, too, that's protective of your husband. Like, I don't believe as, you know, when you get married that your family members should know all your business because, you know, that's the sacred that's, that's what makes marriage so sacred is that yeah. we got these little things. But when it comes to stuff that's destroying you in the Man. process, and another yeah. reason why people shouldn't tell people all their stuff uh, is because the other people, you may have forgiven your spouse oh, yeah. over they whatever, and they still ain't. They're like, mm. Yeah. He come to the family reunion, he's like, mm. Yeah. He's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, mom, how you look? Don't, don't hug me. Don't sideways, hug me. Like, well, like, I know what you did on July <laughs> First of you of know twenty twenty. You like yeah. well, dang, we don't got past that. We don't went to yeah. counseling. We love each other. Our marriage is thriving. But yeah. then the in laws, a sister, a brother, they looking like mm. yeah. And not only that, you know, your family is protective over you. Pro- yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they gonna have your back. Yeah, so they're like, you know, not only do they not forget, um, I don't think they necessarily like have it have have it over you know their head, um, but they are empathetic to the fact. So like you said, you were, I mean, we're good. We're straight. And then they're over here like, yeah, well, worried in a, in a, you know, a great way, but you looking at them like, why are you tripping? 
We good. He just bought me some roses, and you we know good. he took me out, and they just like, mm, girl, I'm just saying, not gonna, uh, gonna do mask that cause, the pain. Yeah, because he, mm-mm, I wouldn't trust him. <laughs> I would never trust him another day in my never. life. I always said you should have went with Tyrone in the first yes. place. Tyrone was a way better yes. man. In 2005, <laughs> remember Tyrone? You'd be like, I think what? I've ever dated a man. Tyrone. You never dated Tyrone. I stayed away. I you stayed away from Erica. All the ty- Tyrone. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from Tyrone. Oh, bless Tyrone. Yeah. I'm sorry, Tyrone. You got a bad rap. You need a oh, you need a man. PR to help change your name. Yeah, I would and and Jerome's like, and Jerome's Tyrone's and Jerome's. All my friends have dated a Jerome. It did not end well. <laughs> I stay away from Jerome's. I do. Yes. That's, that's hilarious. Yes. Well, let me tell you something. One thing that I'm glad is that you are able to laugh. You're able to Thank smile. You. You're yeah. able to wrap your arms around the the grace and the love of Christ and be able to know that you're in good hands. Yes. You know, that he has hands better than all state. And I'm still healing. Yeah. It's the process. Because you're still going through a divorce. Yeah, I'm very much still an open wound. But, you know, my focus is to better me and bettering my career um, as well. Because, you know, COVID, I'm in marketing, so COVID really – put a damper um, on me, and then I had to um, do what I had to do. You know, I worked yeah. at Quest Diagnostics for a little while making God. Oof. She said she was making no money, money that she was making like <laughs> when she was in high school or something. No money. Like, but um, that, you know what that says yeah. about your character? That you a hustler. Gotta be. It, yeah. it, it says that you don't operate in a high level of pride. Because I'm telling you, you can look at one like you like, oh, she got. Because th- come Thank on, you. let's 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 keep it real. Yeah, you could get some dudes with some <laughs> bread that's gonna break some bread and yeah. be like, what's that song? Make well, get some get that bread that and leave. Yeah, you know, you could yeah. that that could and be I your can't testimony. Stand them. Yeah, Ooh, get away from me. Yeah, and you can have guys be like, girl, I'm a girl. They ain't got to worry about nothing. I'm gonna yeah. pay all your bills. Early I'm gonna get your car. And, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> But now it's like you want substance, yes. you want um, intelligence, and then you 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 really people see you right, and you know you give me compliments and everything, and I'm humble, like thank you. Um, but do you really want to know me, or yeah. do you want to be? You want to know what you have already. <laughs> Right, you've already based your opinion on what you think I am. Yeah, probably thought you probably thought I was a cheerleader or something like that. I ain't never done cheerleading a day in my life. Well, yes, I did. No, no, grade school, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I'm nothing like that. I'm, I'm, I'm a real person. I'm, I have real feelings. Um, I bleed too. You know, Mm -hmm. I cry too. I've been depressed too. I've been suicidal too. I've been that mom that didn't know. You know, damn, how am I going to feed my kids today? Um, can I make them smile when you're not smiling? Mm. So I never want to Can I be make that- them smile? Let's yeah. just stop right there. Yeah. Can I make them smile when I'm not smiling? Yeah. That's the sacrifice. That's the sacrifice of parenthood. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful. It's beautiful a movie sacrifice. that I watched this morning that had tears streaming down my face mm. called fatherhood. Oh, I just saw that. Uh, yeah. Oh, it took me back to that place too when I was yeah, I was like, Ooh, that could have been me. Yeah, when his wife passed and she had a cesarean. I had a same same ex- pretty much same exact thing. Same exact thing. And I just I'm like, Wow, God is good. Carolyn, I was crying so hard this morning watching that. I watched it about oh. seven o'clock this morning because yeah. I, I when I say it's nothing I value more than fatherhood. I know it. Oh, I love I my it. kids. And, I yeah. love them because it teaches you so much about sacrifice. Yes. How it's not about you. You need a whole like <laughs> 
convention <laughs> on fatherhood. Because let me tell you, I have been watching you for a while, and you are so inspiring. Thank you. So inspiring. I am so touched. I what mean, what, what do you think? Because I never know what people are watching. Dad. I never see what people are watching. So what, oh, what what are you seeing? Just the you know the journey that you have allowed us to see you you know adoption and then your sacrifices and then not knowing you know what you're gonna do. Yeah, right? not yeah. knowing if you can really do this and to take that takes brave. I mean, yeah. you are that's bravery. It's been times where I was like, I can't yeah. raise no other kids. How I'm self-employed. <laughs> How am I? You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. it's like you're self-employed. Yeah. So I went from and people don't know this is I went from a divorce in December mm. the 2015. My daughter's in college, her second year of college. Okay, yeah, and See, then, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes, my daughter's in the second year of college. And I go through divorce December the 29th of 2015 Ooh. and then bring in my nephews in foster care by January yeah. the 30th. So now here yeah. I am trying to heal mm -hmm. from this and trying to, you know, like, what the heck did I just go through? Here's this yeah. Christian man that went through his divorce. I'm broken. I'm going through this healing and yeah. now take on this other kid and lot. raise this kid. And he was seven yeah. years old. And it's like, here we go again. Mm -hmm. And um, but it was always about. God showed me a lot about that's why that movie was so touching to me is yeah. because I experienced that with my daughter. Like I, yeah. I was like raising my daughter. Her mom was present in her life, but she was with me all the time. Yeah. Like all the time. Like yeah. that's my dad. heartbeat. Yes. Super I love dad. my daughter. Shout out to Lateria. Yeah. And so that's what it was. And then for God to bring that uh, Ladarian in my life, he was my nephew that yeah. I adopted as my son and then bring Armani in my, yes. into my life. It's been, that's why that movie fatherhood is so touching because I want to encourage men that are yeah. fathers to embrace fatherhood. Yes. There's Take nothing more sacrificial than that. Kids. Please. Please don't. I mean, no one, no person, no nothing should be before your, your kids. kids. Yeah. Period. Yep. I don't care. I don't care what the situation is. Go and do you. Yeah. Right. Like whatever. Take care of your responsibility. Yes. Don't let nothing stand in the way of that. I mean, is it? Amazon delivers. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, send some stuff over you know, there. It's yeah. like, but people get caught up in the hype, and not just the hype, but they get caught up in the hatred. Yes, of and the other person. They yeah. get they feel like, well, I'm gonna attack you by uh, yeah. not taking care of my kids. And don't let them kids yeah, live with that scar. Don't let let your kids know that. They yeah, man. Yeah, mommy and dad didn't work out, but my dad was a great father. Yeah. Oh, he was a great father for sure. Yeah. That's the testimony you want. Absolutely. So I encourage all you brothers yeah. that's out there that's watching this podcast, step up. Yeah. Definitely, if you haven't watched the movie Fatherhood, starring um, Kevin Hart. Watch that is going to change your life. Well, listen, Carolyn, I really enjoyed Thank having you. you on the podcast oh, today. Thank you for keeping it lit. Uh, <laughs> lit. Those that may be new to the podcast is an acronym that I coined that means living intentionally and transparently. And so you have showed up to be your lit self. Ah. And I thank you for trusting me with this story, I'm trusting me up. with your heart. Yeah. yeah. And thank just trusting you. me with your journey and continue. I'll be in prayer for you as you I continue going that. through this journey uh, of or this transition of divorce. Yes. Um, I ask that God not only uh, heals you, but heals him. Thank you. You know, because yeah. I'm always for sure. rally for my brothers to get healing so that he Absolutely. can step up. And he may have not been the best husband, but he still has hope in being the best father. Yes. 
So I encourage that. So uh, matter of fact, I'm just going (laughs) to pray pray for brothers out there. Heavenly Father, I lift up my brothers before you right now in the name of Jesus. God, I ask that you test their hearts, that you test their minds. God, that those that have been raised without a father or a great father figure in their life, God, I ask that you insert yourself into their lives as the father figure. I ask that you test their hearts and their minds, that you allow them to, to, to operate in the boldness and the courage to overcome past pain and past hurts, past letdowns and failures, and rise up to the the king that you called them to be. Heal them in the name of Jesus. Let those that are still married, that are trying to overcome certain idiosyncrasies in their life, let them get the courage to be transparent and honest with their mates and share with them things that they have been struggling with so that they can find healing in their marriage. God, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus for the honor that you've given us to just live the gift of life. We thank you for life. Thank you for Carolyn being able to to the miracle that you've operated in her life to allow her to live and tell this story. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So y'all give it up for my homie. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Much love. Thank you, Carolyn, for joining us in the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So I hope y'all really enjoyed this episode with Carolyn. Um, Divorce is a very difficult thing. It's an interesting thing. It's a literally, it's literally, uh, a dying of oneself and it's a different death that you go through when you embark upon marriage, but there's a very painful death that happens when you go through a divorce. So definitely keep her lifted up in prayer. Here's my favorite part of the episode where I write a letter to my future wifey, dear future wifey, let go of the residue from every unhealthy relationship you've encountered. Let go of any and all insecurities that try to diminish your self-worth. Let go of failures and unmet expectations. Let go and embrace me. I will be your security. I will be your serenity. My love will edify you daily. My arms will provide peace nightly. You are tranquility for my soul. Your voice is the melodic underscore of encouragement that changes the plot when I face the horrors of life. Can you fathom the dynamic team will become? Pursuing you will be like a leprechaun finding a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. You are golden. No one will truly understand the depths of our connection, our chemistry, our bond, and faithfulness to building the kingdom of God. We will unconventionally win souls for the kingdom. You are the missing puzzle piece. Your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.